Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome, wherever you may be, whatever time you're listening. We are celebrating the launch of our new program, the 90-Day Website Mastery. And this is our podcast, the webinar, the webinar series. We wanted to find a way to continue to share more advice and insights about making your website work harder for you and for you to be, feel proud of your website again. I'm with Pascal Fintoni today. We are live on Facebook. We're live on LinkedIn. We are live on YouTube. And you may be listening to us on the podcast. How are you, Pascal? I'm very well. And I'm thinking this is also a perfect excuse for you and I to catch up regularly. So we, we have lots of chats uh, in the green room about all things website, SEO, social media, and events and that kind of things. And then we have those regular catch up with all of you to really find ways to make those small adjustments that can make a big difference to your website results. Absolutely. And so much so to make it a bit topical, we were just talking about uh, threads and being threaders and, you know, the Twitter battle and, uh, you know, that's that's literally just happened. Uh, I'm waiting to see the, uh, I think there's going to be a brawl in the street between uh, Elon and, and Zuck, uh, Zuckerberg at, at some yeah. point. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, we have uh, four segments in each episode. So today we have You Ask, We Answer. Uh, we've got website stories. We have uh, the website engine room, and we have the website call to action. All of this is designed to give you the tools, the tricks, the uh, information on how to create a website that you ultimately feel proud of. Because one of the things that we realized over many, many years is that when someone asks for your website address, what's your website address? I'll go and have a look. You have that sudden pang inside your stomach that's like, oh, no, don't look. It's not up to date. I'm not very proud of it. And what we've realized is so many marketing directors, business owners, uh, uh, head, of, head of marketing are just not proud of their website. And so it's our mission to help create a place where you become proud of your website. So without further ado, I'm going to let Pascal carry on. And we're going to start with You Ask, We Answer. So what we do here is we select a question that we've received either via email or during face-to-face -face conversations or even that we researched online. And this time, um, Johnny, this is something that was asked of me. And what, what happened was I was doing a one-to-one -one coaching with a startup. We're talking about branding. We're talking about you know uh, the need to have an online presence and one that you can be proud of to take your point earlier. And the question was very simple. Oh, by the way, Pascal, I've seen adverts usually on Instagram, for AI websites that can be built in minutes. But it feels, you know, not likely. So how long does it take really to build a website, particularly when you have something, you know, a key message that you want to, to get across? I wanted to kind of get your views on that, Johnny, because I've seen the adverts, you've seen the demos, I've tested those AI um, solutions. And, and I think for me, there's something that misleading about this idea that the website would be finished in minutes. I mean, you may have access to templates and layouts and a few of the things which you can do already on platform we've mentioned, but actually the journey from, you know, the spark of an idea to an online present that you can be proud of is not in minutes, it's in days and weeks. So what, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, the, there's certainly no uh, shortage of uh, adverts, of of stories, of reels, of, of videos, of websites saying that chat AI 
solves your problem and within minutes you have solutions uh, whatever those solutions may be and in this case we're talking about websites in 10 minutes you know i'm not sure it's a reality you know we've had we've had a good play with these in fact we've had uh you know downloaded some of the apps that are out there trying to be sold and yes of course you can create something um, but is it fit for purpose? Well, you know, unless, you know, unless it's a, a school project, uh, then, <laughs> then, I'm, then I'm not, I'm not, uh, overly sure it is. Uh, and, uh, and it, it really just loses the whole ethos of what a good website should be. There's certainly room for AI. I mean, you know, I think both of us love it in terms of giving us starting points, giving us structures, solving problems. But in terms of actually just taking over and, and doing the whole thing, no, no. No, so, so for me, you know, back to the question, well, how long does it take? Um, and my, uh, you know, answer would be take as long as you can within the parameters of your business strategies and, and, and your sales and marketing goals because there is a real pleasure in developing the website at the right pace. But if you just look at preparation, so the alleged claim that this website can be you know built in minutes but just if you take into consideration the need to gather the copy to gather the photography the video assets to start to craft you know the biographies and the product or service statements you've got all that preparation already the minutes are gone you know and, and back to that point so preparation is one that um, um, my customers will know i'm very very strict on because this is where you can sometime come up with all the best solutions before you start to look at what can do but to your point then there is definitely room for an ai powered solution to come up with examples or suggestions or ideas about the future layout and then maybe you go onto a different platform altogether which is not ai powered but you've kind of gone some way down the line to come up with uh, a short list of your favorite layouts for the homepage, for the um, you know about us section for the contact us and so on yeah i i see it as a, a great way to get past writer's block not that it's necessarily writing for a website at all but in terms of just you know getting past the point of where do i start it can certainly help you generate ideas it can certainly give you a bit of a structure as well and there might be bits that it can be quite good at but in terms of i think i think you know the the secret to being proud of your website and really being wanting to give your website address uh, to people is is owning it and unless you've owned it yourself and really invested that time uh, and energy into it, then you know it's, it, you're never going to feel proud of it. And and ultimately, we've we've got to remember that this is the door to our business. This is this is everything about our business, and it should be the the thing that sort of sets the tone, the personality, but also has functionality to solve business processes, to to make sure that we're. Uh, mark capturing data in the best way, marketing in the best way, and making sure that we're engaging with whoever that may come to the website, especially if they're our target audience. And these things will get lost and, and missed. And you might end up with something that's very quick and might look all right, but does it really get across the right message or really engage? Not convinced. Yeah, and what, what I found when we did the test with those AI solutions, all with some very strange and wonderful names and and kind of um, spelling, there is so much time spent in having to correct and remedy what doesn't look right or doesn't sound right that 
once again, the claim that you could be done in minutes uh, is gone. And uh, this is essentially a warning to everyone. I think you could be intrigued by the solution, but you shouldn't be fooled by, by the claims. It's a bit it's like, like you know, forgive me, uh, Johnny, um, you know, if you want to cook a meal and it says it takes 30 minutes to cook it, well, yeah, that's the cooking bit in the oven, but all the prep before, you know, that was much longer. Yeah, and and there's and you know you have to remember there's no such thing as a free lunch, and 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 this claim of you know you can start making ten grand a, a month by clicking this one button that's going to create a Shopify website, pick the right products for you, and uh, and 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 put a uh, a shipment process in place. You know, with one click, and and with one click you're going to be earning ten grand a month. There's <laughs> no such thing as a free lunch. It's not as simple as that. But I'll tell you what. The advert really does make you believe that all you need to do is click that button. And, yes. and I, think, I think we've got a bit of a gripe about that. Certainly. So uh, how long does it take really to build a website? In the, in the context of my client and a one-to-one coaching, the units were weeks, not minutes, because of all the preparation, the deliberation, and the quality of thinking to get through it. So thanks for your reaction on that. I'm going to ask for more reaction on your part with our next segment, the website stories. Now, this is one of my favorite segments. I choose and surprise Johnny with an article, a podcast, a video, or on this occasion, an infographic, and just get your reaction and reflection on what it means to be a website manager in today's economy. So for this session, I've chosen an infographic from Giraffe Social Media, fantastic name. And this was reviewed, actually, by um, Social Media Today, Mark Walker-Ford. And the title is as follows. 22, 22 types of content you should create to reach your audience. And I know that the inference is social media, but we're talking about content that, of course, will end up on your website uh, as uh, curation as well as creation. Now, 22 feels like, like a lot, but actually what they've done very cleverly, the team at Giraffe Social Media, is split the content type into their customer journey. They have the awareness stage, the consideration stage, decision stage, and retention stage. And something that I like to consider, because depending on the mindset and where they are in their decision-making process, you have different ways to engage your audience. So um, all 22 then are split across you know, those different stages. So the awareness stage, which could be the awareness of having a problem that needs a solution, as well as becoming aware of your existence. We have, of course, the examples like um, authored blog posts, infographics, podcasts, ebooks, checklists, and white papers for the consideration stage, which is all around shortlisting your organization against my needs. Of course, case studies, demo videos, um, quizzes, which I think are more like self-assessment type uh, platforms, product webinars, white papers, decision, choosing you as part of the perfect solution. Of course, free trials, live demos, consultations, coupons for trial, trial before you buy, testimonials, and very importantly, comparison sheets. And then we have the retention, this kind of after-sales care to make turn you into a champion or a regular customer. We've got ongoing support, online chats, coupons, loyalty rewards, and email follow-ups. So for me, what I liked about it was twofold. Infographics needs to be used more often superb in a kind of a graphical uh, you know element of your website experience but this idea of back to what we discussed a moment ago this website when you think about it carefully there is a bit of a journey there's a whole experience and depending where your customers is in a decision making process different types 
of content. What did you make of the splits in terms of different stages and allocating different types of content? Yeah, well, actually, I'm doing a lot of meta advertising at the moment, and it makes it. And there's a huge alignment with everything you've just said in terms of. Uh, understanding that funnel in terms of where people are on the buyer journey. And so many um, businesses expect that they can, for example, just put an advert on on Meta, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, Threads. Is a, you know, I, When will advertising on Threads start? I can't imagine it'll be long. Um, and, um, and they expect that you can just put the advert up and instantly that's going to sort of you know, sell a product or sell a service. And, and it's not like that. You have to have these different stages. And the stages you've, you've identified today, the awareness stage, then the consideration, then the decision, and then the retention, it make perfect sense that you do need to take people through that journey. And people need to get to know you. They need to get to like and trust. They need to... Uh, Perhaps you need to educate them. Perhaps they need, you need to help them get across the line. But more importantly, you then need to retain them. Uh, and so it's how you how you create content around that journey to bring them back to to look at the lifetime value. That's often overlooked as well. It's it's looked at you know a lot of the time. It's like how much can we get out of this today? But actually, we're not considering the lifetime value of these. Uh, consumers or clients or customers uh, and so uh, yeah really important and, and I like the simple uh, set out of it. For me I, I mean I like the fact that you've um, taken on, on board this retention stage because very often the websites content and then the whole kind of family of content marketing effort is often around lead generation and did conversion, but then there isn't this kind of ongoing relationship with, with a customer. And, and I've seen so many wonderful examples where someone says, so I know you are now one of our customers, but let us show you ways to get more value from what you've purchased. And this whole retention stage on, you know, because I think this is where this is from graphic understandably gives a, a top level bit of information but it's almost you know uh, understating the fact that this retention stage is so so important and the website can play a part in that i've seen a very good example where people are given literally like a um, a vip you know area of the website with logins to go into even more kind of content that can make a difference but this idea of now that you are on board let us show you let us show you ways to um, yeah, get more value and, and more importantly, avoid the situation where I'm thinking particularly with around software solutions where people become lapsed users because somehow life and work, you know, took them you know, into a tangent and then they have to reconsider once more whether they're going to renew the kind of annual fee and they kind of go, well, we didn't really use the service that much, did we? And it was only because that retention stage was maybe not given as much uh, importance as, as the others. You've just made me think of an example, actually. I'm not sure how relatable this will be for everyone, but I imagine that there will be some of you. I've got uh, I've got five children and I'm a governor uh, at a school. I've been a governor for many years. I ended up uh, putting my hand up to sit on a, a PTA, uh, so um, uh, raising money for, for uh, the children in school. And there's a website called ParentKind. Um, they're a charity for PTAs. And they have... In whilst you were talking just then, they have the perfect example, I think, of that retention. Because every problem that you have as a PTA, parent kind of got the answer in a really, really good way. But it's all gated content. So you Google, you you either Google or you uh, go on their website and use the search. Either way, you end up at the parent kind website. They've got really good SEO. And you get to a page that has got 
from what you perceive to be the perfect answer. But to get to it, you've of course got to sign in and pay a membership fee. And and that's all the time. But they give enough. And and, and when you do sign in, the, the answers are, are, are fantastic. So they it's you know it's just one small example but i see it as in that retention stage of where the website plays a huge part in retaining the long term long uh, lifetime value of that of that customer there we yeah, go. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and listening to you and and almost playing in my head a situation where you and I would be, you know, uh, in a room with uh, amazing business owners, this is a perfect little exercise for anyone to do. So literally, go and have a look. We're going to put a hyperlink in the show notes. You know, go and have a look at the article and the infographic, and then create a checklist across the different stages and ask yourself a question. I don't think you need to do all twenty-two. I don't think that's what is required of you from Giraffe Social Media. But saying, well. You know, give yourself a score out of five or ten and say, how are we doing? And is there a stage or two that is being perhaps a little neglected only because of habits and and time and planning? And can we redress the balance? But more importantly, if we're going to put all that effort into the awareness stage, which is usually what happens historically, can we create balance with retention stage and have those two as the pillars of your customer journey? We should be recording this. You know, this was pretty good, actually. <laughs> and so happens that we are. So on the subject of doing things and asking you to do more with your website, can we move on to the next segment, the website engine room? So this is where we ask you to try a little something different, usually an app, a software solution, or a kit that can make life easier as a website manager and content creator. So Johnny, what have you chosen for today's session? So SEO is my background. Uh, you know, I was I was even having yet again another conversation today about how SEO is dead. I mean, because of you, you've got the the likes of ChatGBT that can literally write a blog in three minutes and get you at the top of Google for it. SEO is not dead. It still has a huge. Uh, it's still a huge channel. There's still a, a huge opportunity. Um, uh, uh, it's not just about written content. Anyway, off my SEO soapbox for a moment, it's an SEO tool. SEOquake.com uh, have an extension that you can put onto Firefox or onto Chrome. And what it does is whilst you're Googling, it adds another layer of data onto your Google screen uh, against every single website that appears on the search results. And it gives you lots of different metrics uh, around uh, their domain authority, around comp- uh, how competitive they are, all sorts of different uh, metrics around those domains so that you can really start understanding about how difficult it might be to get above some of these um, or understand some of their strategy in terms of whether they've got a lot of links to their website. SEOquake, SEOquake.com, it's an extension that you can put onto Chrome or to Firefox uh, and probably other browsers. Uh, and, you know, my life as an SEO without it would be way more difficult. Uh, and it's free of charge. No, free of charge. That's impressive. Can I just go back to what you said? I mean, people are so dramatic. SEO is dead. Or we had, you know, only two days ago, threads, Twitter killer. Can we just <laughs> not be so aggressive, people, and, and, and just calm down a little bit? Um, 
it's illogical that anything should be dead in the business of engaging with customers and search engine optimization, to use his full term, so long as people will use a search engine to find information, to check and verify that whatever you're, you're claiming is indeed correct, the practice of matching someone's need for information back to the stages to what you create will always exist. So I, I just don't understand why people get, get so, <laughs> so dramatic about it. But uh, for me today... It's an AI-powered solution. So just to prove to our viewers and listeners, and we're not upset with AI solutions. So this is called post-genius. And as the name may indicate, this is all to do with being given some uh, variation on maybe your social media posts. If you run out of ideas, if it's been a long week or a long day. But I want people to also understand that uh, you and I, tend to give advice on using things with a bit more lateral thinking. So uh, I had a test with Post Genius, and frankly, the amount of time you spend having to correct what is pretty a mundane a social media post is not worth your while for now. It will improve, of course. But if you lose a bit of lateral thinking, I'm thinking... I had a conversation and regularly with, I tell my customers, you need more testimonials on your website. You need more case studies on your website. People say, well, yes, but I keep asking customers and they don't do it. I say, no, because the practice is as follows. Let's say you want to ask Johnny for a testimonial. The practice typically is to send Johnny two or three options and examples and ask him to choose one that's how you do you get testimonials promptly and granted it must be and it is very hard to come up with three different versions of how amazing your service is so what you can do with post genius is can re reverse the logic and say write a, f a testimonial as it comes to you and then ask post genius to give you different versions copy and paste that into the um, your email and send that to say, hey, I'm about to update my website. Um, I know that we, we had a great project together. I wanted to kind of you know give you a shout out. Which one of those versions do you favor or pick one and edit for yourself? And you find that you're going to get a more swifter uh, response. So here's an example of how AI can make your life a little easier. I like it. Thank you for sharing that, Pascal. <laughs> Not at all. Well, listen, in the business of doing more and taking you know, simple actions, can we move on with the last segment, the website call to action? Right, Johnny, so be kind. You know, we're all very, very busy, but what is the one change or the one adjustment you'd like us to make to our website to improve its performance? Go and pay for a new photo shoot. Really simple. Go and instruct a photographer to get new pictures of your team, of the premises, of the products, of the services, whatever it might be. It will inject a huge amount of life in and and, and up to dateness, if that's a word, I'm not sure it is, um, into uh, into all of your marketing, not just your website, into your social media, uh, into everything. And I just think, again, working with some business owners, they just don't see photography as in, as something that's important, and they don't and and they see it as an expense that's not needed, or you know they want to just do pictures on an iPhone or, or whatever else. And and there's there's a time and a place for that. And I and I wish I was on commission for photographers, but that's not the case. And you don't even need to spend a lot. But having been there myself many times and having worked with with business owners, go out there, 
if you haven't had a photo shoot in the last 12 months, go and get another one. Go and get up-to-date photos and it will have, have a, a ripple effect that you'll just look at afterwards and say, God, we should have done that sooner. No, you're right. And, and and this is fascinating because ultimately a website is a multimedia experience and you have to marry the words, the static images, moving images, um, 2D, 3D graphics and all those things so that people really are left with the impression that you care not just deeply about the business but looking after them. And for me, the, the, the website is your kind of uh, before sales customer experience, if I you know, may use that, that long phrase, this idea of the, the amount of details, attention to details on the website is the mirroring of your approach to customer service. And people will make very blunt and unfair judgment calls on, ooh, this website leaves me a little uncertain. Therefore, I would assume that the customer experience and service is also uh, that you know, uneven. Uh, we need to be very, very careful. Mind is, is is parallel to yours. I might even borrow what you just said, which is this idea of at the time of recording, you know, this episode, we we are we've just gone past the half of the year, which is just absolutely maddening. You know, where has the last six months gone? So, time for a media review on your completed projects to have a new set of case studies and testimonials. And we then go back to, you know, the app I mentioned a moment ago. So look back in the order book, talk to your teams, talk to your customers, make a list of everything you've completed and start to compile the stories to be produced maybe over the coming days and weeks. And therefore, you need some photography, you may need some animations, some videos and so on. But it is really important to really reset and refresh your case studies. And there's nothing like that medium kind of milestone to go back and ask all your lovely customers to show a few words and use the the um, you know the post genius to help you out as well. It and it it is that important thing of you know perhaps having checklists and processes to make sure that you do consider these things because ultimately if you don't have that in place you end up a year later two years later and that's when you start not feeling proud because everything's got out of date. There's not been as much energy into things. Uh, and, and so it's, you know, it's about just having a simple process in place. Let's reflect on yet another great episode. Uh, we've talked about AI. We've talked about, you know, whether, you know, uh, do we actually like some of the marketing that's being marketed to marketeers? How many times can I say the word marketing? Uh, and, and, you know, we're not sure about that. Uh, we're make, we've made you think about the different, uh, steps in terms of uh, content and the user journey and more so really got you to consider the retention and and really holding on to uh, current or existing customers uh, we've shared some tools which was your your highlight in the uh, the, the tools we've shared I, I really like the testimonial creation to be fair uh, anything jumped out out of the things that we've we've discussed there I mean, for me, it was this idea of having more conversation around the stages as opposed to just a website as a whole. I think that that would make life a lot easier for all concerned, particularly if you're, the, the job of looking after the website is, is a job share. It's not it's part-time, no, no, not full-time. But I was absolutely amazed that SEO Quake, with everything that it offers, was a free plugin. So there's no more excuse now to not to inform yourself about the behavior of your customers and align your content and particularly the language you use accordingly. We uh, we and, and we reminded you to refresh 
your case studies, refresh your testimonials, and refresh your pictures as well. Uh, another great episode, Pascal. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. It's always <laughs> a pleasure and a challenge for you and I because we are typically long-form content creators, and to stick to the kind of half-hour, you know, kind of um, deadline is is interesting. But we do it unbelievably <laughs> well. And on that note. That's it for today. This was episode nine of our new podcast series, the audio companion to the 90-day website mastery program. For more information, please visit 90daymarketingmastery.com and you'll be able to book your discovery call with either myself or Pascal. We'll be back with another podcast episode. In the meantime, feel free to send your questions and share your preferred apps and links to your website once you've made the changes we spoke about because we'd live, love to give you a shout out. But it's bye now for every, from everyone, and we'll leave you with a fun video and audio montage whilst you go through your notes and actions. See you all soon. Take care.